0: Doc, Doc, you got to give us some good news. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome Destination Debbie listeners. This is Jeff Mueller, Doctor of Physical Therapy, your host for the Destination Debbie Injuries Pod. We have Kansas City, Miami, Philly, and the LA Rams on by. Bunch of juggernaut offenses. Thankfully, there's not too many injuries this week and hopefully enough players to cover your bye week Uh, Players who are missing, likely you're missing a couple players who have been carrying you so far. So hopefully some of these guys can can carry you this week. Alright, let's dive into this week's injuries for Week 10. At quarterback, Josh Allen, he's still coming off that right shoulder injury. He got full participations in all week in practice. He's fully removed from the injury report, good to go. I know he keeps popping up on the injury report, but I'm not really concerned about this unless he suffers a re-injury in game, which has yet to happen so far. So do not fade him. Continue to roll him out as a top five, honestly, top three quarterback option every week. Kyler Murray, this is the big one that all of you want to know about. He's coming off the ACL in his first game back. It's 10 months, 10 days out. Now he's going to be active. He's starting. What to expect from his workload There are a lot of people out there throwing around the expect a 30% regression and rushing upside for Kyler in his first few weeks back, blah, blah, blah. Data line that, you know, in regards to injury, this is exactly why I push against data. Because if you actually look at his production closely over the last two years, two seasons that he's played – you will find 14 games across his past two seasons played where he rushed for 32 yards or less, including many of those where it's 10 yards, five yards, zero yards, two yards. And what were, what was his fantasy point average per game in those 14 games played 20.88 points, which would actually place him as the quarterback three overall uh, average wise on the season ahead of Justin Herbert this year. So, do I think he'll hit that in his first game back? Probably not. Likely no. He will likely have some rust that he needs to work through. But honestly, you know, there there were there was some speculation that he'd be ready at, at eight, week, or eight months out. They've slow played his return and let him get fully back and also gave him, I think he's had two to three weeks of practice uh, throwing to these receivers. He was throwing before that, just not in practice officially. So he's probably worked out a lot of this rust, and we already know he has a ton of rapport built in from the past with Hollywood Brown, um, you know, and and he had been thrown to Trey McBride before, so last season. So, you know, do I think he's going to be a high upside quarterback one? Probably not, but d- can he have a low-end quarterback one upside in his first game back against Atlanta? Yeah, I, I do believe that. So I'm not buying this whole, ah, I expect 30%. You know regression in his fantasy stats, blah blah. You have to look at it per game, uh, and I think I think Arizona actually played this one really well of just slow playing him and bring him back against a defense that's not too fierce like the Browns last week. So, if you needed to play Kyler, I think he can put up quarterback one numbers this week. At running back, Aaron Jones, he thankfully had no issues from last week, which is huge news because he had over. 20 touches, I think somewhere around 25 touches. So expect another big workload again this week in a good matchup. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be playing if, if you had been afraid to play Aaron Jones, I think now is for sure the time that you get him in there as a running back two, running back one. Amari Demercato, he's still dealing with that toe injury, likely turf toe. So he is out, but perfect timing. James Conner, He's coming off the knee injury, the MCL sprain. He has been activated off of IR. Now, Arizona did state that they wouldn't be activating him unless he was fully ready. So he must have looked great in practice. I'm projecting him to slide right into the massive workload that he had been getting. Arizona has had their primary running back take around 20-plus touches. So James Conner, in his first game back against this Atlanta defense, he is a high-volume, high-upside running back 2, potentially low-end running back 1 in his first game back. I would anticipate Kyler Murray dumping off a decent amount of passes to James Conner, too. Murray likely hones in on Marquise Brown, Trey McBride, and James Conner this week uh, just to buoy his, you know, get the offense moving. So James Conner, if you you are taking him off of IR and you need to play him, I think he can be played as a solid running back, too, volume-wise. Keaton Mitchell, this week's Fab King, he unfortunately popped up midweek with a hamstring strain, which is concerning because he was actually on IR before with a hamstring injury. Sounds like a re-injury. Now he is expected to play, but I would lean towards sitting him. Unfortunately, I know you probably just want him on off of, you know, with fab or, or maybe you had been sitting on him for your benches, um, you know, hoping he could steal some work in this Baltimore offense. He looked absolutely electric, but John Harbaugh, you know, they, they slow play some of these injuries. So, I would lean towards sitting Keaton Mitchell. Even if he gets a couple touches, I don't expect him to be as explosive as last week, plus with hamstring re-injury risk. I would lean towards sitting him and, and you know probably winds up getting somewhere between four to six touches. Maybe he breaks off a big one, who knows, but that the, the concern is a very low floor for him this week, and hopefully we get a fully healthy Keaton Mitchell for next week. Damian Pierce, he's out again with the ankle injury. Uh, Decent chance he's dealing with another high ankle sprain like last year. So he's out potentially another couple weeks. This just leads to more Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary remains Houston's running back one there. At wide receiver, Drake London is making his return coming off the groin strain he missed last week. He will play, which is exciting to see what he can do with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Now, low re-injury risk here, low re-injury concern for Drake London coming off the groin strain, and low production dip, or it's around 5 five to 10% production dip. Um, now, he was probably getting that production dip with, with Desmond Ritter as his quarterback anyways, so now with Heineke... You know he's likely getting a little more you know, more catchable targets, possibly more targets in general. Last week without London, Heineke's first start he threw thirty eight times, but distributed the ball pretty evenly with Johnny Smith and Cadeiral Hodge getting six each and Pitts Kyle Pitts getting five. I do think it's fair to project Drake London slide right back into his wide receiver one role, uh, likely more of a target hog for Taylor Heineke. Probably sees somewhere between six to eight targets if not more. And uh, I like his upside here, at least as a, as a you know, wide receiver, too, for fantasy. T. Higgins, he is listed out with a hamstring strain. He injured it on Wednesday uh, in Wednesday's practice and wasn't able to practice the rest of the week. Now, the downside here, too, for Cincinnati is they play Thursday night for Week 11. So I do anticipate this being a multi-week absence for T. Higgins. He's likely out Week 11 as well. So if you need a wide receiver option over the next couple weeks – uh, this should be a bump primarily to Trenton Irwin. I know Andreas uh, Isov- Isovilas, uh, I probably butchered his name, but I know he's been playing a little bit more, but I would anticipate them leaning more on Trenton Irwin, especially since Joe Burrow has some trust in him already. They wouldn't throw a rookie out there for too many more snaps, so it's likely Irwin. Um, and then for sure, you know, with, with Jamar Chase's situation's I, I do anticipate Jamar Chase playing. It sounds like he's a true game-time decision. They're going to be assessing him tomorrow morning before the game, seeing how he's moving, seeing how he feels. This is a back bruise. It's a muscle contusion. Um, I, I doubt anything's going on with his spine itself or any disc injuries. It would be a little more concerning there. But, uh, again, people were freaking out. They kept posting about Jamar Chase. If you saw the play, he fell hard on his back. You do that during a football game; it's gonna hurt. It's gonna cause some bruising. He's likely to play. I'm projecting him to play and just manage that throughout the game, especially if he takes any big hits or twisting movements. Likely manage it with a hot pack or heating pack during the game, uh, a little massager, and then probably get some treatment in at halftime. So I do anticipate Jamar Chase playing, and I don't expect this to limit him, uh, if any, very minimal, like five to ten percent. Uh, in game. So if you have Jamar Chase, obviously you start him. You don't bench someone like Jamar Chase. He's, he's potentially going to, you know, go off for another 10 to 15 targets, wide receiver one production. Now, if for any reason Chase shows up and they decide to make him inactive, I definitely think you should start Trenton Irwin. Um, Obviously the wide receiver one option there would be, would remain Tyler Boyd but Trenton Irwin would be another solid target, again, if you need another wide receiver option, especially for deep leagues. Stephon Diggs, he is fully off the injury report. He popped up midweek, I think actually on Friday, with a back injury, but he's been fully removed off the injury report, told reporters he's 100% going to play. I have minimal concern here. I don't think you should be concerned. Uh, Yes, start him this week and expect typical production. Justin Jefferson, obviously, we know he's coming off that hamstring injury. He was not activated off of IR, so he was ruled out for Week 10. I would anticipate a Week 11 return for Justin Jefferson. So for Week 10, Jordan Addison should remain in the high volume role, even if KJ Osborne winds up playing with the concussion um, or coming out of the concussion protocol. This should be more of Jordan Addison' role. Joshua Dobbs is likely to key in on. TJ Hawkinson is his main target, and then Jordan Addison is his secondary target. So Jordan Addison play as a you know wide receiver three, wide receiver two with upside. Nico Collins he has been listed as out, and I do have concern that this one may turn into a multi week absence. He suffered a calf injury in the Week Nine game. He tried to go on Wednesday in practice, and it was apparent that he wasn't able to do much and was dealing with pain. He wound up being a did-not-participate all week and was ruled out. Calf injuries can be tricky, especially for wide receivers. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think we need to be concerned about a him being out week 11 as well, so we'll just have to watch that closely. This should be a bump to primarily Noah Brown. Now, Robert Woods is expected to play, but he's coming off a foot injury as well and carries his own re-injury risk. I think this is more of a bump to Noah Brown this week. And then uh, Tank Dell, obviously. Tank Dell, he has his own role. I'm not projecting much of a bump to Tank Dell just because he already had the high upside as it is. You should be playing Tank Dell. Um, Noah Brown, though, gets onto the map with Nico Collins being out. And then, obviously, it should be a big target boost to Dalton Schultz as well. Traylon Burks, he's been listed as out with a concussion this week. Kyle Phillips turns into a pretty decent option if you need a wide receiver. Uh, this Bucks defense has been getting shredded by opposing offenses. Will Levis, you know, this could be this could turn into another week, another game very similar to his debut where he's just slinging it. So Kyle Phillips uh, looked like he had some decent rapport with Will Levis. I think he had four receptions for sixty yards last week, so it could be another decent week this week. Um, obviously, for DFS, he's only, like DraftKings, he's uh, 3000 uh, one of the cheapest wide receiver options on there. So I'm playing him in a couple entries. DeAndre Hopkins obviously should be the primary target there, uh, but Kyle Phillips should be a good secondary option. Demario Douglas, he's coming off the ankle injury, limited participation all three days out of the week. Unsure if he will play. I have not seen any reports indicating he's expected to play, what their status is, etc. The good news here is at least we'll find out early in the AM as, as the Patriots and Colts play in Germany. So uh, Pacific time, 6.30 AM game. Eastern time, 3.30 AM game. In the words of David Goggins, wake your ass up and get up and make sure if DeMario Douglas is in your rosters, if he's inactive, get him out of there. If he's active, I think you can play him. He has spent... He hasn't spent majority of his time in the slot. He has spent a lot of his time on the boundary, so he should avoid Kenny Moore for the most part here. Uh, again, if DeMario Douglas is active, I still like him as the primary target for Mac Jones, especially in this matchup against the Colts. Curtis Samuel, he's coming off the toe injury. He is listed as questionable after getting three limited participations in all week, but he is expected to play. Now, Samuel's status likely puts a damper on Jahan Dotson, who has been playing pretty well lately with Samuel being out. But Sam Howell had been targeting Curtis Samuel more when he was active. So this probably bumps... It's always hard to predict these situations. Does Jahan Dotson remain in his current role, high upside, or does he get bumped back down to like a wide receiver 4, wide receiver 5, with Curtis Samuel sliding back into wide receiver 3, 4, flex option? I do think... As long as he's active, as long as he's not on limited snaps, I do think Sam Howell will likely target in on, uh, you know, key in on Curtis Samuel again. I mean, he, he has that trust from Howell. So, um, yeah, I think this puts a little damper on Dotson. Zay Jones, he was listed as a long shot to play. It sounds like he's still a week out. I wouldn't shy away from starting Calvin Ridley still. I know he's had his ups and downs, but um, I, I'm trying to remember who it was. I think it was Ted Nguyen touched on um, there were several plays where the Jags in week eight were actually moving Calvin Ridley around the um, the formation where he was lining up and making some of the plays a little easier to get him the ball, get it, you know, creating some mismatches for Calvin Ridley. It finally looks like they're doing that versus using him primarily on the boundary. I I think the Jaguars continue to do that, especially against this 49ers defense. This is where the 49ers defense has struggled uh, where they get those mismatches. So I think you can safely play Calvin Ridley with another high upside uh, this week. Probably as more of a wide receiver, too. Uh, but, yeah, so this should be a good week. And then Christian Kirk, if the 49ers defense does hone in on Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk turns t- into a, a very interesting option here. Probably as a wide receiver, three with high upside, too. Michael Wilson for the Cardinals. He's coming off that AC sprain. He is listed as questionable but expected to play. I would lean towards sitting him because his status as a rookie hasn't gotten a ton of time playing with Kyler Murray. And again, in Kyler's first game back, I do expect him to hone in on Marquise Brown and Trey McBride primarily. Michael Wilson, especially given his role, he's probably more of a three, four target guy. Maybe they hit it on a big explosive play, but the floor could be very low here. So kind of a boom-bust option. I'd lean towards sitting Michael Wilson, just seeing how he produces with Kyler at quarterback first. Christian Watson, he is not on the injury report. He was fully removed from the injury report coming off the back injury. I would still lean towards sitting him due to his boom-bust nature. You know, the Packers offense has kind of struggled, and they primarily ran through Aaron Jones anyways. Uh, I would lean towards sitting Watson, especially so the boom-bust nature, but especially because his re-injury risk on a weekly basis. I just kind of have to see him stay healthy before I consider starting him again. I don't want to start him, and then he gets re-injured again, and he puts, he gives me, you know, one to two points on a week. That's just gonna kill you this week. Josh Downs, he's dealing with a knee injury, listed as questionable. I would, I would lean towards sitting him if active due to the re-injury risk. He re-injured it early in the game last week and put up a dud. Uh, plus risk for limited snaps and and uh, re-injury risk in game. So I I do actually think he he doesn't wind up playing we haven't seen similar with demario douglas we haven't seen much on you know the expectation of whether they're going to play or not although i got some uh, notifications here i don't see anything so um yeah i i would lean towards sitting josh downs this week just given the low floor low ceiling risk here especially with that game in germany at tight end, TJ Hawkinson, he's dealing with the rib injury. He got three limited participations in. He's listed as questionable. I am projecting him to play with no to minimal limitations or re- re-injury risk. Obviously, if if he takes a couple big hits, you know, it's probably going to be painful, but I would expect him to play through it, as long as there's, you know, no fracture occurs. But low risk here overall for Hawkinson. I do think they, you know, he's been hurting the last couple weeks. He's coming off of playing 59, 61, and 63. Snaps overall the last three weeks, so I think the Vikings just wanted to give him a little rest. Don't have him go through a full participation. Make sure he's fully healthy for the game. Especially since again, Joshua Dobbs. I, I, if I remember correctly, I think Joshua Dobbs gave him a forty-three percent target share um, in Dobbs' first game there. He just honed in on T.J. Hawkinson, which makes sense because, you know, Dobbs' last game with Cardinals what we saw, he, he honed in on Trey McBride. So obviously he loves throwing the tight end. I think Hawkinson's going to have another tight end one overall week. David Njoku, he is fully off the injury report. Good to go. I do like Njoku this week. Again, it's a tough matchup, but he's turning into that, that secondary, uh, you know, offensive weapon for Deshaun Watson, especially since Watson is fully healthy now, or at least very close to fully healthy. Um, You know, they need someone to step up across from Amari Cooper it's not it's not Elijah Moore, unfortunately, but David Njoku has been very solid lately. So I think if you need a tight end option, you, can, you should play Njoku. And then Kyle Pitts, he missed Friday due to a per- personal reason. It sounds like uh, his girlfriend had a kid, and he missed practice due to that, but he was fully removed off the injury report and expected to play. Again, I have no idea what to expect from Kyle Pitts they're, with how they're using him, and, you know, he's getting... 50%, 60% of the snaps, and Johnny Smith's actually been getting more production there. Um, I, I just don't know. It's sad because you probably picked him pretty high. I don't know if you want to play Kyle Pitts. Johnny Smith, you probably want to play. Other updates for not necessarily this week, but next week. Actually, a couple for this week. Um, but likely getting De- Devon A-Chain um, and then Justin Jefferson back for next week, for week eleven. Sorry, Achan. I knew I said that wrong. Uh, as well as potentially Matt Stafford for next week. So in those in those games, I you know those are some high upside fantasy producers. Not necessarily Stafford, but uh, you know Stafford can definitely produce more for Puka nukua and Cooper Cup. Uh, you know they're just they've been putting up duds without Stafford in there. So that's huge news for next week. And then this week. David Montgomery, Debo Samuel, Jackson Smith, Najigba, and Kenneth Walker were all removed from the injury reports. I have no concerns on them. I didn't really need to touch on them very much, but no concerns on them for playing David Montgomery. I know Jameer Gibbs is is a very high upside play, more of a PPR play, uh, but I would expect David Montgomery to slide right back into his role. Probably less touches, but if someone's getting a touchdown, especially some red zone work, it's going to be David Montgomery. So solid running back, too, with upside there. All right, that covers all main injuries this week. If you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel. Follow me on x at jmthrivept for live updates as any injuries occur. Wake your ass up for the Germany game. Get up and make sure, especially if you have Josh Dobbs or Demario Douglas. If anything, if you don't even want to watch the game, just set an alarm, get up, change your lineup, go back to bed. All right, guys, well, good luck this week. Hope you all get wins. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Dark desires. Dark desires.